You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. Guess what? So grateful, so thankful that you have made a decision to tune in today. You know, I just had somebody this week share with me. I don't know how I found you, but I know that it was God. She said, I found you on the Purple Podcast. Well, however you listen to me or however you found me, we know that it is all divine and that today you're going to receive exactly what you've been searching for. I heard somebody say that whatever you're searching for is searching for you because you're in alignment with it. Well, it has been a beautiful week in the ATL. It is summertime, y'all, and the living is easy. It it has been hot, hot, hot. I've been in the pool, chilling, just enjoying myself. Well, let's get right to it. Got a special guest, um, as I do every week, and her name is Aria Garten. She's a powerful woman. She's a neuroscientist, and she uh, found investors and raised $18 million to create something phenomenal that's going to help you with your meditation. So I want you to make sure she, you stay tuned. She's going to talk to you about what med- meditation is. You know, whenever we hear meditation, we are like, oh, my God. I can't keep my mind focused for (laughs) 30 seconds, Constance, but I think this is really going to help you. And then I'm going to answer a question from a listener about prayer. But before I get to that, I want to remind you to follow me on social media. You see a different side of me on social media. I really upload some powerful goodies. You need to visit my YouTube and subscribe. Constance Arnold, I'm on TikTok. I ain't danced yet on TikTok, but I don't know what I might do. Uh, Did you know that somebody said that TikTok was like uh, becoming the number one platform? And when I heard Shark Tank say that TikTok really has more people who purchase goods, products, and or services than the other two platforms. I said, mm-hmm. So TikTok is law of attraction constants. Instagram is the same. And of course, uh, Facebook is coach with constants. And speaking of coaching, <clears throat> you know, one of my friends told me this week, She said, Constance, you need to share more about your own life that you are living and that you have lived. And so I'm going to begin to do that. I'm just always sensitive uh, because everything I have, everything I am is because of the grace of God that's in my life. But by the grace of God, this is the life 
that I imagine and believe for. And uh, it came through being coached by some of the best in the world, uh, my spirituality and really the grace of God. And so I was telling someone, you know, right now I make my own schedule. So that means if I don't want to coach or do anything on a certain day, I don't do it. Or if it means that I have a day, I don't want to do anything, then I don't do it. If it means that I'm going to live part-time in another country and part-time in the U.S., I can do that. So these are all things that, that I've lived, and I want to help you to create your best life. Uh, I have been, I've traveled extensively, uh, connected to some powerful people. I have love and support in my life healthy. And so I heard Tina Turner say something when she retired. Oprah Winfrey asked her, why is why are you retiring now? And she said, because my life, my finances, my body, my, you know, everything thing else was just like I have imagined it to be. And so coaching helps you to get clear about what you want and then gives you strategies to move forward. So I'm not a little newbie that's just coming to you saying, well, I'm a life coach. I have 30 years experience. Plus, I've been living the life. I know what it like. I know what it's like to be just so down and you just like, oh, God, I don't know if I could ever do I even still want to live? And I know what it's like to just have really moments of, is this a dream or is this real life? So I know the pitfalls. And so if you're really looking for uh, someone who's going to counsel you first, we're not going to stay there long, but who is living the life has lived the life and, and can teach you how to do the same. I want you, I want to help create a life beyond your wildest dreams. I talked to somebody this week, just moved in that half million dollar home. And she said this, I didn't. She said, Constance was with me every step of the way. And I was. So if you are ready for change, it's July, y'all. You just can't wish and hope. It's July. And so wishing and hoping doesn't change anything. I'm going to talk to you about prayer in a minute. A lot of y'all been praying and you feel like my prayers have not been answered. And I've been praying and I'm believing God. So it's going to be a radical response response to it. <coughs> Excuse me, let me get some water. So I want you to open up your heart and open up your spirit. So if you're ready to coach with a master, somebody who's been there, done that, who can see your blind spots, go to my website, fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Listen to some of my testimonies. Go back to some of my shows and listen and see if you feel led to do a discovery call with me. And I often tell people when we do this, the discovery card. I said, guess what? 
I'm not trying to sell you anything. They're always shocked when I say that. I say, I say, I'm just here to listen to see if we have vibrational match. So email me at constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com while you're on my website. Of course, you can purchase my two books, which will really help you. My other, I have all kinds of affirmations, success, prosperity, self-love, attracting love, etc. <clears throat> And also, I want to remind you that I'm collaborating with Jaden Sterling all the way up there in Canada. Yeah, I know Jaden is a multimillionaire, and he developed this powerful software program, uh, sterlingstockpicker.com, and it's going to help you to pick the correct stocks. And it's, it's so amazing. And now... Uh, you don't have to, uh, initially he had a 14 day free trial now he has just uh, a free subscription for you and you can stay on the program as long as you want to and then if you want to upgrade you can do that and when you do upgrade Jaden is going to give you one-on-one -on -one mentoring, OMG. He's going to spend maybe 20, 25 minutes with you on a Zoom call to just talk to you. And every week you get, every day you get the different stocks that you should buy. You got a great community. It's awesome. It's a genius idea. People are taking advantage of it. So I'm just encouraging you to go to sterlingstockpicker.com. And, you know, that puts you in a different vibration when you're talking about stocks and trading stocks and investing. It puts you in that wealth vibration. So take advantage of that. So let me see if I can answer this question. I know I can answer it, but if I, with the time allotted. This person said, Constance, I've been praying and believing. And for years, I've been praying for love. For years, I've been praying for wealth. And I go to church and I'm waiting for my breakthrough and, and, and all of that. And, and I just want to talk to you about prayer. Uh, Y'all might want to go to my YouTube channel because I did upload something on quantum prayer that I don't have time to talk about here. So y'all, my whole thinking around prayer has really changed. So people say, are you still a Christian? Of course I am, but I'm talking to everybody. So first of all, you're not praying to a God or a spirit outside of you. You are one with God or one with spirit and one with all that there is. You are not separate from spirit. You are one with spirit. And so you are one with the spirit that made all of the planets, the galaxies, etc. That kind of power is on the inside of you. The Bible says the kingdom of God is on the inside of you. So in the quantum world, quantum says that we only see like 1% with our with our five senses and the other nine, 99.99999% is what they call pure energy. So that means at all times, all possibilities exist. And so 
you choose every day. So in prayer, if God has already given you all things, you're really just choosing. So you're not begging, you're not pleading, because if you have everything, you're simply asking. How do you ask? With your thinking, with, with your words, of course, uh, uh, you know, with your thoughts, with your imagination. Uh, uh, even Pastor James Powers and Dr. Joe Dispenza said that when you pray, get up like your prayers are already answered. So to this listener, I would say to you, it sounds like that you've been praying to a God outside of you, when in fact, I think you need to shift your paradigm and realize that you're one with God and one with all there is. So I would say to you, if you've been praying for, for love, like you said, and wealth, okay, the Bible says, when you pray, God, please bring, I, I, I'm ready for love. See, when you have a desire, God's the one that gave you that desire. Why wouldn't he give it to you? Right, he's the one to put that desire, that burning desire. I want that. I want more of, of this. So I would say to you, a uh, young lady, you know, if if you desire love, God, thank you. I, what I desire is love, or however you want to pray. Some people say, "Well, God, I come to you in the name of Jesus." Some people just just, just don't say anything. You know, they say that that God can hear your moans. Have you ever been in such a difficult state? All you could say is, mm, mm, mm. to me, that's prayer. During slavery time, uh, the, the, the slaves would, would moan and, and that sound or that vibration went up to God. And so I would say to you that you don't know that, you, that you're God in the earth. God has given you the authority to choose. So if you praying for love, I'm going to use that as an example, or wealth or whatever it is, God, I desire love. Now, the Bible says he's already given you all things. So that means you can't see it on the 3D plane of your life, but it exists. <clears throat> and the quantum world says that all possibilities exist. So that means that once you pray for love, it says when you pray, let your requests be known with gratitude and thanksgiving. Once you pray, you believe you receive it. And, and, and I'm going to say this, the universe is friendly and you, you have to know that you are connected to a loving, giving spirit who's not holding anything back from you. So I would say to you, you won't love once you pray, you're going to be grateful. God, thank you for love. Thank you for bringing that to me. Uh, uh, thank you uh, that I'm going to just have, you know, just the love of my life. Uh, Father, it feels so good to have a man in my life and we could do things together on the holidays. 
Uh, I'm so grateful, you know, that we can begin uh, a family. What would what would it begin to look and feel like, my dear, if you already had that relationship downloaded <clears throat> in, in the 3D plane of your life? Because really, you can receive anything at any time anytime so after you pray get a picture of it in your mind because you got it already you're not begging and, and you're gonna hold on to it when you do that you are really collapsing time and space and so in your imagination uh, see yourself cooking dinner together or create whatever ideal scene you want to because the truth is the reason that you are using your imagination is because you believe you receive. The Bible says that it is impossible for God to lie. But I think you've been waiting on God to do something and not holding that in your imagination. So every day when you get up, you're thinking that, oh, I'm so grateful for my husband. You're planting that seed and that desire on the inside of you, you're feeling it, you are experiencing it right now. Uh, uh, you don't have to pray for anything. You're not begging. You begin to get ready. And when you hold that belief and hold that picture and hold that imagination, get excited about it, everything begins to bend, mold, and shape to that event because I'm getting ready to say something kind of wild because really your imagination is God. It's God on the inside of you bringing to life in your 3D world what you have prayed for. You're not saying, oh my God, I'm so lonely. No, because right now, faith is now, you have your wealth now, you have your love now. And as you begin to live in that vibration of, I have it now, you'll get a download as to what action you should take. Maybe you may get a, just a hunch, go to church, sit on this side, go to this restaurant, go online. I mean, I don't know what it is, but you will begin to get uh, divine downloads as to what inspired action you need to take, if anything, to align with your prayer. So get excited, become aroused and excited on the inside of you. See yourself already having it. You are experiencing your prayer answered. Get up like your prayer is already answered. So if 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 I if if you knew me and and some of y'all say I feel like I know you and I said to you now when you come to Atlanta I'm going to meet you at the airport you give me the time that your plane is getting in and I'm I'm going to say I'm going to be in this kind of car I text you and I say I'm going to be there what are you doing you expect me you're looking for me you're looking for my car. You, 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 you're looking for it. Why? Because you know, Constance wouldn't lie to me. 
So the same thing applies to the spirit. You have to know within yourself that all possibilities exist. You need to say and spend your time. The thing is, where are you dwelling, thinking, and living? You're spending your time. Wow, I have love now. Because you do. Uh, I, I, I have wealth now. Because you do. Uh, I have health now because you really do. That's where you're spending your time. That's where you're living, abiding. You're grateful. You're joyful. You're getting excited. You know that it's on its way. You're living in radical gratitude. And to me, that is the difference in praying to an outside God instead of knowing that you're not separate from God, that you're one with all that there is. And you're just, you're God in the earth. And you're just aligning your thoughts, your beliefs, your emotions, what else? Your, your thinking with, I have it now. Thank you, Father. That's what I would say to you. So if, I think I did a more in-depth teaching on my YouTube channel. So you may want to go there and watch that. Everybody, let's take a deep breath in. Let's let it out. Here we go. We're going to get ready for Ariel. She's going to teach us about meditation. Take one more deep breath in, everybody. I'll be right back. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and we have a superstar in the house today. We have a baller. We have a woman who is so awesome. And I just want to read to you a little bit of her credentials. Ariel Garten is probably one of the most interesting people that I've ever interviewed and that you're going to either watch or listen to. She's a neuroscientist, a mom, a former psychotherapist, former fashion designer, oh my, oh my God, and the co-founder and visionary of an amazing and highly successful health uh, tech startup, Muse. So Muse, and she's going to give you more details, but Muse tracks your brain activity as you meditate to give you real-time feedback while it's also guiding you to get in the zone and solving that problem that most of us have. I know I do. Uh, we know when we're trying to meditate. And uh, with no former background, Ariel personally raised 18 million, oh my goodness, to found Muse from Silicon Valley investors, as well as Ashton Kutcher. He's good looking. Uh, Ariel and Muse have been featured uh, in over 1,000 articles, including 
appearances on CNN, Forbes, Fortune, Popular Science. She's been in O Magazine, Men's Health, and truly her desire is to really help all of us understand that we can just accomplish anything by, by understanding what goes on in our mind. So yes. Ariel Garton, welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderfully, Constance. Thank you so much. It's a joy and a pleasure to be here. You're so smart. And huh. you're so, you are, I said, I'm going to be interviewing a, a genius today. And you're in Canada, am I correct? I'm in Toronto, Canada. Okay. And tell us a little bit about you personally. You have children. I do. I have a five-year-old and I have a little baby who's 10 weeks old today. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> And baby girl might be making an appearance for those who are watching us uh, via video, and, uh, but it's all good. So what does it feel like to really be helping all of us to understand our brain, our mind, meditation? What does that feel like before I get into my questions? As you say that, I feel like I'm going to cry. Um, that's what it feels like. It feels uh, very big and deep. It feels like a big responsibility and it feels like a massive opportunity. You know, I know myself personally in my last time I gave birth, I had postpartum depression. Um, this time I didn't because I was able to understand the thoughts that plague were plaguing me and how to divert my brain from them and separate myself from the thoughts. So when we are overtaken by thoughts of we're not good enough, we might hurt our baby, I'm never going to be able to do that. These are the thoughts that hold us back. And these are the thoughts that really limit us. And when you're able to really get that, that you can build a prison in your own mind that's not real, then you can liberate yourself from it. And it is so extraordinarily powerful. Wow. And all of us are you know, stuck in by our own prisons so often. So true. So let's start. And then we're going to talk about muse. What is meditation? How do you do it? How, it, how does it work? Because I know sometimes when I'm meditating, my brain starts saying, okay, what's in your refrigerator that you, <laughs> is your refrigerator open? Did you leave the stove on? You know, so what is meditation? How does it work? How, how does it impact our brain and all of that? Sure. So meditation is not something super weird or woo-woo. It is a practice or a training that leads to healthy and positive mind states. And the most basic form of meditation is called focused attention meditation. Now, most people, when they meditate, you try to sit there, you close your eyes, and you sort of expect some magic to happen. And that's not how meditation works. In the practice of focused attention, what you're doing is you're focusing your attention on your breath. And eventually your mind is going to wander away from your breath and into a thought like about the refrigerator or what you're eating, or did I leave the stove on? And then it's your job to notice that you have a thought to let go of that thought, let it pass by and to just bring your attention back to your breath. Now, this sounds phenomenally simple. Like all I'm doing is watching my breath. Like, how is that so magical? How is that going to make amazing things happen in my life? Well, it turns out that when you are able to focus your attention when you're able to differentiate yourself from your thoughts and you're able to turn your attention away from the thoughts that are pulling on you, sometimes quite needlessly, and bring your attention onto something you care about, that really transformational things start happening. 
So when my mind wanders off to the refrigerator, it's my job to say, hey, you know, is, is that that really useful for me now? No, I can let that go. I can come on back to what matters. And then it'll bring up, uh, you know, a to-do list. It's like my brain's used to just running over to-do lists. Is that really helpful to me right now? Do I want to get to something deeper? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm going to let go of that to-do list and I'm going to come on back to my breath. And when you do that, you learn to recognize that those thoughts that your brain keeps giving you, that like random crap that your brain just generates over and over again, that you don't need to get caught up in it. You can let that go and you can be here in the present moment. You can be here with your deeper thoughts. You can be here with the things that are under the surface and that can be safe for you and okay. And that's where real insight comes. That's where stress becomes relieved because so many of those thoughts are useless. And that's when we're able to actually make real productive change in our life because we're not being driven by those thoughts that really aren't so helpful. Right. So what's the difference between meditation and mindfulness? I hear a lot of people talk about that. What would you say about that? Sure. So meditation builds the skill of mindfulness. Mm. So meditation is the thing that you're doing. They're sitting for five minutes a day, focusing your attention on your breath or on a word or a prayer. And then mindfulness is the skill that you build from that. So when I sit here and I pay attention to my thoughts and I I am observing what's going on and watching them come and go, when I'm sitting here and paying attention to my breath and choosing to not engage my thought and to come back to my breath, what I'm really doing is two things. I'm being in the present moment because my breath is in the here and now. And two, I'm training myself to be aware and mindful and attentive to what's going on in my life. So the definition of mindfulness is present moment awareness of your thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, and environment. So you're being aware of all the stuff that's in the here and now. And most of us, yeah, most of us, frankly, just go through our lives stuck in our heads, you know, worrying about stuff we don't need to worry about, thinking about conversations we had over and over and over again in ways that are not productive being drawn to the fridge repeatedly, (laughs) you know, the stuff that's not, not really so useful, not really moving us forward in meaningful ways. And so when you practice meditation, you build the skill of mindfulness, which allows you to be present, which allows you to notice the world around you, which allows you to pay attention to the people who are you're talking to and really listening to them, which allows you to, you know, pay attention to the drives that you have, some of which are helpful, some of which are not. So that skill of That's mindfulness, good. yeah, is so key in our lives. It's the thing that that allows us to be real in here rather than in our head and caught up in garbage. Well, you know, I heard you say um, you were being interviewed and somebody asked you, well, what is the best time to meditate? What is your answer to that? <laughs> ah, the best time to meditate is when you're going to do it. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm going to meditate. I'm going to wake up at like five in the morning and I'm going to sit on my mat for an hour and I'm going to be like so wise it'll be amazing um that probably if it doesn't actually work with your body's rhythms if you're not a morning person you're just going to get up and sit there and be grumpy and tired so (laughs) so don't don't push yourself to do it find the time in the day that meditation is going to work for you so for some people some people are morning people and waking up at 5 a.m before the kids and giving yourself time to just be with you and meditate is amazing For other people, you're just falling asleep and it's useless. So, you know, for you, it might be an evening when you meditate before Mm -hmm. bed. It might be on your lunch break at work. It might be right after you brush your teeth, you know, whatever it is that works for you. And most importantly, can work for you every day. So So 
you have a 10-month-old. And so 10 week old. 10 week old. Oh my God, 10 week old. That's right. Ooh, baby, baby. And oh, and this so, is on cue. Baby's arriving. Come okay, on come on, baby. Come on, baby. Baby's baby. hungry. <laughs> baby is arriving, everybody. And and Aww. so so she's bringing she's the baby in. Oh, she's looking for milk. Oh, <laughs> she's looking for milk. Oh, my sweetheart. Okay. Okay. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So everyone can see baby. There she is. Now she's going to uh, descend down into the milk okay. zone. Okay. Not a problem. And so we'll wait till that gets settled. And so, you know, right timing, right timing, because have you been able to meditate having a 10 week old who like when, when is it a she? When, when she's hungry, man, you know, you may be, you know, wanting to meditate, but then, you know, she wants to, she wants to nurse. So have you been able to meditate during all of this or? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I must say meditation was something that I did throughout pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Meditation is also something that makes you a much better parent because you're able to be calm and focused when your kid's freaking out. Mm -hmm. And there's uh, ways to adapt your meditation practice, even when you have kids. So in a standard meditation practice, you might be focusing on your own breath. Well, when I meditate while I'm nursing her, I'm focusing on her breath. Wow. You know, so I'm, I'm feeling her body, you know, the little breaths come in and out and all of my attention is just placed on this beautiful, precious little jewel that I have in my lap. That's amazing. That's amazing. I heard you say that studies have shown that consistent meditators have a longer life. Is that true? Okay. So there's some really cool scientific studies on meditation. Okay. There's now over probably over 8,000 of them demonstrating the benefits of meditation, things from improving your attention, decreasing your stress, improving your productivity, your relationships, and on and on. Now, the studies around aging are particularly interesting. There's a series of studies from Elizabeth Blackburn. She's a Nobel-winning scientist, and she demonstrated that um, people who meditate actually have longer telomeres. So the telomeres are the part on your DNA that keeps your DNA from shrinking. And it's actually a marker of cellular aging. So meditation can actually reduce the impact of aging in your body and reduce the impact of aging in your brain potentially. So in studies by Dr. Eileen Luters, she looked at the brain scans of meditators, uh, long-term meditators and people who didn't meditate. And she saw that long-term meditators had brains that looked on average 7.5 years younger wow. than the non-meditators. And she determined a long-term meditator by somebody who'd meditated for five years or more. So five years wow. of meditation gave them a brain that was on average 7.5 years younger. That is so powerful. Incredibly so, powerful. That is so powerful. You know, and I, I was telling Ariel before we started recording that there's a verse in the Old Testament that says, when you meditate in truth day and night, it said, then you will observe, see, kind of like quantum physics. And then it said, and then you, not God, you will make your way successful. So yes. even the Bible is so big on meditating day and night. That's so powerful. Yeah, because when we meditate, we're able to really come to the best of ourselves. So 
as humans, we have urges that are not always the most pleasant. They're urges of fear and scarcity and um, frustration and anger and, you know, thoughts about things that are not very healthy for ourselves or those around us. And when you meditate, you're able to observe these emotions rise and fall and recognize that you don't need to be carried away by them. You can feel really angry at that person, but rather than, you know, having the anger rise and then move into, oh my God, that person's so terrible. Oh my God, you know, I hate them. I want to hurt them. Feeling the movements in your body towards that. And even, even subtle stuff, just like, you know, bitching about somebody because they're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. when you meditate, you can feel that sensation rise in you. And instead of being carried away with it, you can see yourself as having an emotion without having to act on it. And you can come to what's underneath the emotion. You can come to the you that is calm and peaceful and settled and had, you know, maybe it was hurt by somebody, maybe it was upset by somebody. And you're able to really see the situation with clarity. And you're able to see your own reactions to that situation and say, hey, I don't need to go down that path. You know, I can understand what happened here. I can understand what's happening in me and why that's triggering to me. I can know how to avoid that in the future because now I understand my triggers. I can feel compassionate towards the other person because I'm not just overwhelmed by my anger. I'm able to shift perspective from me to them. Oh, so there's so a, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I've really become so much wiser through my meditation practice. You know, it has helped my relationship so much. Because there used to be those moments where, you know, my husband would trigger me um, by being like, oh, you, you know, you left the dishes out in this way or, oh, you did this. (laughs) And then I get super defensive and angry at him for being mad at me for something that I did. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I'd feel the anger rise and I'd want to yell at him and, you know, create the sense of barrier. And now I can just see it. I see it all happening. I see the emotion come up and I can say, wow, this is really silly. You know, I see this is just my ego trying to defend me. I see I actually did this thing wrong. I see it's actually okay for me to just accept that and learn and and grow and develop and evolve through it. And it has made life so much more peaceful (laughs) and so much more productive. So can meditation bring us joy and bliss? Sounds like we can move more away from anxiety and fear to more joy, bliss, happiness. Absolutely. So when you are in a state of fear or anxiety, it's very hard to be in a state of bliss and joy. And in the meditation teachings, they say that when you remove all the stress and anxiety, what is left is simply a feeling of joy. You know, that is our natural state, a feeling of joy or bliss or peace or contentment. And it's these, you know, baser human elements that come up that take us away from that. And so when you, again, engage the meditation state and you start to say, hey, I don't need these thoughts that are causing me stress. I don't need these feelings to overtake me and go on, you know, go on the roller coaster of drama that it creates. What naturally arises is just you. And generally speaking, we're under all of that crap and all those layers. We're actually blissful, content, joyful, enjoyable human beings. Wow, that's amazing. Well, let's talk about sleep. And because we know so many people have problems sleeping. I know I was on the road for like 10 years training and I've taken every 
a melatonin. I've, tr I've tried everything, <laughs> you know, to sleep. I'm sleeping well now. So what role does meditation have uh, to do with giving us deeper, better sleep? Sure. So one of the main reasons that people have difficulty sleeping is because we have worries and anxieties. Mm -hmm. So when you go to bed at night, your brain keeps going with all the things you think you're supposed to think about and all the problems you think you're supposed to solve lying there mm -hmm. in bed. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> reality is that's the time for sleeping, not the time for problem solving, you know, mm -hmm. reviewing all the terrible things that happened to you that day, the people you're annoyed at, the stressful things you have at work, et cetera. Um, and so meditation is a practice that lets you let go of your thoughts, that lets you say, hey, I don't need to think about this now and actually teach your brain that you don't need to think about it now. Teach your brain that when the thought comes up, you can just let it go and let it sail away rather than you know grabbing onto it and going like, uh oh, I have this work thing tomorrow and then it's going to be terrible. And then this person might say this. And then what if I, what if, what if, what if? So when you learn to disengage the thought, it makes sleep much easier. And actually, you know what? One of the main things that people are anxious about when they're sleeping, take a guess. What? Money? <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Um, but even more than that, it is anxiety about not sleeping. Oh, that is so true. I've done that so many yeah. times. Like, Oh my God, it's three o'clock. I have to catch this plane at six and I need to go to sleep. Yes. And when's the exact moment you're not going to sleep? The moment you're anxious about sleeping. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it's really true. Um, and so meditation teaches you how to reduce that anxiety about not sleeping and how to just accept what's happening. Because that's another important aspect of meditation. And that is acceptance. So when there's something that's happening around you, you can either grab onto it and create stories about it and drama about it. Like I'm stuck in traffic. And then your brain says, oh no, you're stuck in, tra stuck in traffic. And then your body goes like, oh, I feel that traffic feeling. And then your brain creates more thoughts around it and more sensation and more thoughts. And then you're going to be late and your boss is going to be this and the traffic is that. And that mm -hmm. a-hole cut me off. And, 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 and if you simply go, I'm stuck in traffic and you accept that you're stuck in traffic and you don't try to fight with it, and you don't, you know, create a whole bunch of narratives around it, then it's just traffic. You can, you know, yeah. put on Constance's podcast again and like just chill out and learn something while you're stuck in traffic and can't do anything about it. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so as you learn this, this art of meditation, what you're truly deeply learning is acceptance. Acceptance for what's happening now without needing to fight, without needing to create drama, without needing to engage your mind and your emotion and, and take you out of simply accepting the here and now. So we're actually training our brain or teaching our brain. Is that what we're doing? That's exactly what you're doing. So when you're not sleeping, you could be like, oh my God, I'm not sleeping. And you could create a whole drama narrative around it. Or you can simply accept in this moment, I'm not sleeping. In the next moment, I might be sleeping. Take a few deep breaths. And odds are you're going to be asleep much sooner. You know, that's nothing but the truth. So, you know, with the law of attraction, I have to ask you this one because it's always visualize and imagine yourself already be doing and having the manifestation that you desire. So does meditation really help us to visualize and imagine our dreams prior to the manifesting on the physical plane of our lives? 
Yep. So in meditating, what we're doing, going back to what we talked about right at the beginning, is being able to focus on what's important to you. So it's very easy when you're trying to, you know, think about what you want in life to have a whole bunch of boogeymen that your brain gives you Mm -hmm. for your brain to take your mind away onto other thoughts to be like, oh, fridge right now. And when you're able to learn to sweep all that crap out, all that garbage Mm -hmm. out and just come into the present moment, you can choose what you want to focus your attention on. It's like you have like this lightning laser of focus. And when you do that, you are able to then, you know, really see what you want in life. You're able to also get clearer on what it is that you want because you don't have all these other stories clouding it. You're able to be clear on what might be possible for you because you don't have all these other stories clouding it. The stories of, oh, I'm not allowed to have that. Oh, I don't know. It's not for me. You know, the, maybe the feeling of fear that you get when you think about that future. Mm-hmm. So So again, meditation teaches you that you might have a sense of fear that comes up about that future. That's that's a sensation. You can let it rise, you can let it fall, and you can sit there and keep visualizing your future and being there with it. And and I'm saying this as somebody with a beautiful little 10-week-old in my lap, a little girl that I wanted so desperately. Mm. And I kept imagining her and I kept knowing that this little girl could come into my life. And here she is fast asleep in my lap. Oh, so, so had you had difficulty becoming pregnant and, and, and were you just like doing your meditation time, seeing yourself doing what you're doing right now in real time, holding that baby, uh, feeling her, her breath, you know, embracing her. Is that what you did? So I had a little boy uh, five years ago Mm -hmm. and really, really wanted a little girl, but the timing was not right in my life. Um, I knew for me, I needed to have my home life settled. I needed to have my work life settled. And I desperately wanted a little girl um, Mm -hmm. that my second one had to be a little girl. And so for me, it was about being really clear on the things in my life that needed to be in place and seeing them and working towards them. And then the moment the last piece was in place, I got pregnant literally like three days later. Wow. I I wanted you to share. With a little girl. (laughs) What's her name? Uh, Her name is Artemis, Artemis Rose. Oh, beautiful. You know, and I wanted you to share that for people who have dreams, because you are certainly a, a dreamer and a manifester. And uh, sometimes people think it's so easy, but I could see how meditation being in that really calm state could really help our listeners and those who might watch this begin to get clear about what they want and, you know, manifest their dreams. Yeah, because there's so much noise in your brain that gets in the way. And what you really want to do is learn how to separate in your mind the wheat from the chaff. You know, the stuff in there that's not helpful to you with the stuff in there that really is. And to be able to sweep out those negative voices, the negative thoughts, the the useless repetitive garbage, and really focus on what matters to you and what you want to become and the future that you want to see. And know that you're good enough to get there. Well, you know, when I was reading your bio, it says with no formal business background, you raised $18 million. It had to be some meditation going on. How did that happen? And and so for listeners who might be 
entrepreneurial in their thinking and they're thinking, I need money, I need investors. Did meditation help you with this journey, this pathway of, of really raising $18 million? Yes, it did. And the, the principles behind it were like key for me. So for one, um, you know, most of us have an inner critic that's always saying, oh, you can't do that. You don't belong there. You won't be good enough. And so uh, meditation teaches you to quiet that inner critic. And I was able to have a very quiet inner critic and be able to stand in front of investors in Silicon Valley and say, this is the thing that I'm doing. And, you know, I believed in me so deeply that some of them chose to believe in me as well, even though I was a very unlikely candidate. You know, I did not look like a standard, um, standard Silicon Valley investor pitcher. Um, and oh, you're fine. <laughs> Does somebody I, I, need to come in? <laughs> no, baby's baby's asleep in my lap. Okay. We're happy campers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, here's another one. So okay. I had the belief uh, five years ago that I couldn't raise money while pregnant, that nobody would give me money if I went around to raise it while pregnant. And we actually are just raising another uh, round of capital that's closing in about seven days. And I was able to do it while eight months pregnant. So, you know, the belief in yourself is key. The belief that you are going to be able to do something regardless of what's going on, the ability to listen to feedback and parse through what's real and what's not, the ability to let go of your ego so that you can learn from experiences and not be defensive about them. And really importantly for me was the ability to accept no, because you're going to hear no so many times. And meditation in principle teaches you to say, hey, this person said, no, it doesn't mean anything about me. It might hurt, but I don't need to, you know, I don't need to make this a bigger deal. I can simply accept what's going on and move on to the next option rather than be like, oh my God, this is awful. They said, no, you know, create all this drama around it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it allowed me to reduce the anxiety associated with networking. So this is a big one. You know, when you're going out to do something, you have to talk to people, a lot of them and communicate what you're doing. And it can be super scary to like send a person an email or go in for a meeting. And it's so easy to let fear hold you back and not send that email or, you know, be so nervous in the meeting that you're like, you're like, oh my God, this is going to fail. It's going to fail. And so meditation taught me to quiet my fears Mm -hmm. and to move them out of the way. So I could just clearly move forward and email a bunch of people, set up a bunch of meetings, stand up in front of them and explain what I'm doing listen and get their feedback, um, be confident in my communication. Meditation is a massive part of all of that because it teaches you to quiet the fear that typically holds us back and sabotages us in those situations. Oh, good. Well, share with our listeners and those who are watching this, Muse. What is Muse? How did that idea come about? How does it work? all of the above. Sure. So Muse is the device that I made that actually taught me how to meditate, made by me and my team. And it is a brain sensing headband that gives you real-time feedback on your meditation so you know if you're doing it right. So most of us, when we sit down to meditate, you know, we sit down, we're like, okay, we're going to meditate. Your brain's bouncing all over the place. And you're like, what am I supposed to be doing? Is this thing working? Is this thing on? (laughs) 
<laughs> and so Muse really shows you what you're doing. So in the same way that like a Fitbit on your wrist can count your steps, um, this is a little device that just sits on your forehead, um, super easy to wear. And it tracks your brain while you meditate and lets you know when you're in meditation and when your mind is wandering into wow. thought. And yeah. so it, it may say, okay, Constance, when you were thinking about that you leave, leave the refrigerator door open, it would give me the feedback that during that space of time, I was not meditating. My mind was wandering. Exactly. And it has no idea what, what the thoughts are. It's just able to say, on focus, focusing on your breath or mind wandering off into thought. And it's telling you in real time. So you'd be sitting there meditating, focusing on your breath. As soon as your mind wandered away from the refrigerator, there would, there's a change in the sound that's, you know, oh, <laughs> you know, mind wandering. And then it encourages you to bring your attention back to your breath. And then it rewards you for staying focused by little sounds of birds um, that are very cheerful and peaceful. And then it really teaches you very quickly how to meditate. So there's now over 400,000 people who have used Muse to either start their meditation practice. So people who have no idea how to meditate start with Muse and they're like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Okay. And then people who have an existing practice, it gives you a new lens on your own mind's activity so that you can deepen your practice and improve it and track it. And it's used by thousands of clinicians. Mayo Clinic has used it for five wow. different studies. Um, one published on breast cancer patients who improved their stress and fatigue through the cancer care process using Muse. Mayo Clinic's doctors are using Muse right now in the emergency room to deal with burnout during COVID. Um, so we've been tons of athletes that use it. We've been very, very lucky to be able to have an impact and really help people on this journey of meditation using Muse. So our people, we know there are sounds that, you know, when you, when you are meditating, you may hear little birds and that may signal great job. Keep doing that. So uh, do you have music playing guided meditation? What is it? What, give more details for, for sure. listeners. Okay. Sure. So there's different soundscapes that you can choose. So okay. it could be that you're in the forest or it's raining. So when your mind wanders, the sound of the rain picks up. And when you come back to focus, the sound of the rain quiets. Wow. We, yeah, it's lovely. It really, you're listening to the sound of your own mind. And then we have a library of over 500 different guided meditations to help you with whatever is going on in your life. So you've got relationship issues. We've got a relationship collection, uh, leadership collection, performance. We even have a meditation for being frustrated standing in line. Like <laughs> you've got a thing in your life. We've got a meditation for that. Um, and you can also use the Muse biofeedback with other meditations you like to use. So if you already use Calm or Headspace or, you know, your favorite YouTube video, you can use that and get the real-time feedback in the meantime to know when you're on track. So you have Muse S, is that what I see? What is that? Is that just an advanced? Yeah, so we have Muse 2, um, okay, that's which two. gives you the yeah, real-time feedback on your meditation. And then we have Muse S, which is S for soft or sleep. And so Muse S does all of the meditation stuff. And in addition, is able to help you fall asleep. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, help you fall back asleep. So Muse S um, is basically like a little sleep lab right in this device in your, own, in your own bed, super comfy and easy to use. And as you're falling asleep, we have a feature called the digital sleeping pill 
which actually is able to walk your brain into sleep. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, it helps bring your brain back into sleep again. So it's super powerful. A recent study by Dr. Adrian Owen's lab demonstrated a 20% improvement in sleep quality using Muse S. Yeah. If you need to pick her up, that's fine. Here she is. Oh my God. She just woke up. She was sleeping in my lab. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm going to definitely purchase it. And and what you're doing is so powerful. Uh, You have anything else you want to share? So the one where you use at night, is that around your head or where is, okay, it's around your head. So if I wake, so if I'm restless and it will help me, it will give me music or soundtracks that will put me back to sleep, et cetera. Exactly. So there's guided meditation, soundtracks, sleep stories, all of which come with a digital sleeping pill feature, which actually walk your brain into sleep. They cue your brain that it's okay. It's time to go to sleep now. You can do it. And it's, it's lovely. What is your website and how can people, because as soon as I uh, finish recording this, I'm going to go and purchase one. And uh, what is your website? How can people find you? I know you have a podcast. Give us all of that info. Sure. So you can find us at choosemuse.com, C-H-O-O-S-E-M-U-S-E.com. And then we have uh, actually discount code for your listeners. You can use the code POD10, P-O-D-1-0 for 10% off. I also have a beautiful podcast called Untangle, um, where we talk about the brain, meditation, and how to make your life really work for you. Um, and if you want to find me personally um, on Instagram, it's choose muse at choose muse and Ariel's musings. Thank you so much. And we just love those of you who are watching this in your beautiful baby girl and the story behind that. She is adorable. Ariel, so happy for you. You are a blessing to the world. I love your courage i love your uh uh, your grit i love your just unprecedented faith of moving forward to serve humanity god bless you oh thank you so much that's so wonderful of you constance you are beautiful and everybody listening is a blessing and a gift to this world. So you true. You can hear the sweet little baby noises here. <laughs> we don't care. We love it. It's a part of living life. So everybody yeah. visit her work website and take advantage of that 10% discount. And I'm going to say to you uh, this week to really remember what I said biblically, that when you meditate in truth day and night, then you can observe and then you will make your way prosperous. Everybody make a decision to have a great week. Thank you, Aria. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.